The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, November 24, 2018, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And today, the contenders for the Cigar of the Year as we light up a couple of past winners. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Before I go into my regular stuff, I would like to wish a happy birthday to my favorite cunning linguist, Don Hebert. He's a fan of the show. He listens all the time. He writes to me privately on Facebook when I mess something up. Thank you, Don. And also our good friend Jeff Borshowitz, his birthday today as well. And we're visited in the studio with the cousin of Randolph Churchill, Adam Churchill, who has written into the show many times. A week too early, but that's all right. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. We got a cowbell celebration today. Today is episode number 450. 450. Congratulations. Thanks. 50 more to go. 50 more. Well, 51 and we're done. I think I only missed... So 20. a year from last it. week, we're going to break the record. A year from last week. Yeah. Right? That's it. And we have our guests all scheduled. Um, he said as it gets closer, he'll definitely be a part of it. And he will do the test as we get like a week or two out. But he said he will be a part of the show. All right. All right. The man we're going to dethrone is coming on. He's going to pass the torch, basically. I feel like he passed the torch to us when he stopped doing his podcast already. Well, he thought we would have gave up. Anybody in their right mind would have given up by now. Well, he must have started right at the start of podcasting, really. In order to do that, I know. I I want to get into it. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know that story, but um, we'll find that out. Uh, In the meantime, let's pass the cigar out. And... um, Today, we're talking about contenders for the Cigar of the Year, so both cigars we're going to pass out are both part of the Cigar Authority Care Package in former Cigar of the Years. So, Barry, what are we going to smoke first? Well, today's first cigar is the 2016 Cigar of the Year, La Galera, Connecticut. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Indian Head Cigars, and the size that we're smoking is the 6x54 El Lector. Features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Dominican binder, and the fills contain a special Dominican T112 Varitel, as long as as well as a Peloto Cubano and Criollo 98. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. A single cigar will set you back $6.19, while a box of 20 is just $107.99, which is a savings of almost $16 or 13% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. 
two years ago, Cigar of the Year, still a huge seller. Huge. This was a winner. When you take it out of the cellophane, you're going to notice a little ribbon at the bottom. Please remove the ribbon. I say that because I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I watch people light this ribbon. Yep. I've done it. It's, it's bright red. You can see it's there. Please take it off. Yeah, I get about an inch out of the cigar, and I'm like, wow, this kind of tastes funny. I don't remember La Galera tasting like this. Like burnt ribbon. Yeah. It has that ribbony. It's not um, either the candy ribbon either. It's- I'm not going to talk about the cigar I just put down, but that's my silent protest cigar because I asked you to give it special dispensation for the care package, and you said absolutely not because it's not completely readily available. Correct. I'm not happy about it, but that's my silent protest cigar. It, it is. Uh, you should have been should have been a contender, and we can have that episode after we're going to get. This, this is a funny episode that I look forward to it. But knowing that we're going to get lots of emails of how we got it wrong, it this should have been in there, and why is that in there? Although I never tried this before, you, you must try them to know. Um, and that would be from the consumers. Then, on the manufacturer's level, is a whole different thing. Usually then you it, get the phone call on yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I thought you loved me, and what's the matter with our cigar, and you're doing really good with it, and what is. So why do we do this? I and and no that idea. begins for you at 2.01, right? As soon as the show's <laughs> over. Oh, your yeah. Phone. <laughs> so, you know, I started 26 years ago doing this, and you think uh, I would learn and say, okay, enough of this. But I like doing it. I like trying to figure out uh, what the best cigar of the year is. All the kids are doing it now. There must be a hundred things out there, but I'm going to stand by. This is the the first, the best. You're probably the most duplicated man in the cigar industry. There you go, duplicated. All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Cold draw, pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds. Salted? Lightly. Lightly salted pumpkin seeds. Now, a pumpkin seed, you eat the whole thing, right? Yes. Yeah. That's okay. No, I just have pumpkin spice coffee, so I might be a little bit leaning one way. Ah, there's a pumpkin seed component in there. The Ed Sullivan's now waiting for my approval before he yeah, gives but you that. Six minutes into the show, I've already put you in a bad mood. <clears throat> well, I, I actually wasn't. I just didn't have the volume up when I hit the button. <laughs> He's got the confirmation, though. Uh, we're gonna light I see our, what you're saying there, the pumpkin seed. We're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus Duke. You're looking for a gift and you want to put, you know, leave your wife a little hint, pull the ad for this. Uh, the uh, twoguyscigars.com. You got single action, triple jets in line. You got a flip out full size cutter meant to be used at a right angle. So you get a guillotine. perfect cut every time. Which I like the guillotine. I want a straight cut. And then it folds flat against the lighter as though you didn't even have a cutter with you. You're never without your cutter with the Lotus Duke retailing for sixty nine ninety nine. At twoguyscigars.com. You're not buying one with a cutter, a, a straight cutter, built into any lighter out there for less than $100. doesn't exist. So this is the only one, 69 He's going to think you paid at least 100 So Yeah, for all of our female listeners. Both of you. <laughs> hey, didn't we run the numbers? Wasn't it like at a 10 or 11% of our listenership was women? I don't believe it. Maybe it's a guy using a woman's um, His wife signed into Google. Could be. He's using his wife's account. I think 10% is high. 
ladies, write into us. Tell us you're there. Let us know. Go on to thecigarauthority.com. Hit the Contact Us button. Tell us you're there and tell us uh, how you dislike Mr. Jonathan and everything. And, and also include a vote for the hottest person on ah, or off the stage. The hottest by temperature. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Have you guys ever had chocolate-covered hazelnuts? Hazelnut. It's the one that comes in the round shell, and you got to crack it, and it. it's got a kind of a bulbous Never nut. Never a chocolate-covered hazelnut. I'm not a big fan of the hazelnut. Frere Rocher? Oh, what's the chocolate the, balls? What's the, what's the, the drink? Spread? What's well, the uh, alcohol? Fratello, not for Frangelico. Frangelico. Or the Nutella is oh, chocolate okay. hazelnut. So like you've got a chocolate-covered hazelnut, but you suck all the chocolate off because you're going to get rid of that completely. <laughs> right, but do you have the flavor in your mouth? You, well, maybe there's a little sweetness from it left, but you're getting a little bit of the tannic component of the outer skin of the hazelnut, and then you bite into it, and you get the sweetness of the meat afterwards. So how we, would, how we were just talking about women watch the show? Janine Panomo says hello. Hey, there she is. So, she's she's number two, and uh, Pamela uh, Baroness is is number uh, number one. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we just leaving that alone. Janine's number one in my book. There we go. So, cigar of the year, uh, twenty six. Around nineteen ninety two, I began this mess, and um, we're going to keep going until we get it right. Did you did you have as many people complaining about what you had in your contenders pack in 1992 as you do now? No, they didn't even know I existed. <laughs> didn't even you know there was no social media at the time. I was putting a catalog out, so I put it in the catalog of here's the contenders, here's the cigar of the year, and people bought it. And I I don't know how I had people chime in. You know, maybe they corner you in the store and say, "What the hell's wrong with you?" No, but I mean, now they have an entry where they go on uh, in the contenders pack and they can write in. Was there email in 1992? <sighs> yeah, they're saying yes. Yeah, when Al Gore invented the internet. In you the had, uh, yeah, was yeah, it was dial-up, right? You could be on uh, <laughs> AOL. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one hey, with the J? A- Juno. Juno was Juno, big yeah. back There's then. a call for you. <laughs> oh God! Oh, my God! The screeching sound of it—I just horror. I was hoping it was going to go away, as this whole internet thing was happening and everything. But I'm like, this is just going to be one of those things that's going to come and go. You know, it's a fad. Yeah. The only reason why it survived is it puts porn right at your fingertips. There's porn on the internet. <laughs> it's in my browser history. Really. Okay, so <laughs> derailed pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Um, so we do the cigar of the year, um, the original way, the old-fashioned way, is we pick contenders, and then we let it go to the people and the sales and everything uh, that goes into it, um, including though, how did we get to the contenders? And that has to do with the hidden vote, the people that don't even know that they're voting as they're going in. So as you come into our shops, we always have the new stuff. And we show people the new stuff, and we probably can sell just about everybody something, right? Sure. Yeah. You're going to like this because this is more of of a mild cigar, for instance. See what you think of it. And then we watch that customer go from a single cigar to buying a handful of cigars to next thing you know, buying a box of cigars, and then coming in and buy a box of cigars again. 
the guy has made a vote, doesn't know he made a vote, and we're paying attention to that as it's going on. The, the important stuff is the one-and-done ones, and we may even say to that person that comes in, hey, you tried Brand X last time you came in. What did you think? Ah, it was all right. And then he goes for something else. He's voted. He, he's he also made a vote. voted. He also voted, and you don't know. That's the hidden vote that's going on there. Uh, the wallet vote is so important. The hidden wallet vote is, you know, people not blind, but remember, most of these cigars, they never saw before, unless it's a brand extension and, and it has a band to it that, you know, you know the brand name, and that's right. why you say, oh, this is the new such and such. I'm going to love that. Um, a lot of that has not been Cigar of the Years of a brand extension. Usually it's something like this of uh, um, a lost brand that was many, many years gone and ends up coming back. So uh, now that we have the contenders of Cigar of the Year and we're going to read them out to you as the, as the day goes on, um, we're going to ask you to only the people that have tried all eight, Barry, seven or eight, eight, eight. So we have eight of them. Um, and I say seven or eight because it's been seven, it's been eight. You know, sure. as years went on, we have eight this year. You need to buy the pack of contenders, not for the reason that I'm trying to sell you the pack of contenders. Right. You need to have smoked all eight to make a, a vote. For you to smoke two of those cigars and say, this one is the best. Well, you didn't try the other six. Well, I know those brands or whatever, and people told me about them. It's not... It's not good because you're going to be surprised at what you're going to smoke, and you're going to probably go to a different direction than you thought you were going to go to. So, Also, every year I end up getting the email saying uh, every year for the past two years, well, that's not really a new cigar. There's no new cigars. Everything came out by August 8th of 2016 in small amounts. Right. But as far as national launches yeah, that got on our radar, yeah. it's new. Yeah. In that respect. And so the new is in quotes at this point. Right. And up until that time, it was always something new that came out, period. That was it. And not these um, soft launches or whatever they ended up calling right. getting on there. But yes, the cigars we're talking about today, into in August August 8, 2016, the cigar was there somewhere, right? And it may have been to our store, and we ended up getting 10 boxes or something, and that was the end of that or whatever. Um, typically, it was a rushed sale you know right. it was rush sales to us rust manufactured to us then when we really get it in the second time right now it becomes a different cigar it's rested it's they took their time doing it and in some cases it may even be a different blend because that's not as regulated it's the box count they're concerned with well it's interesting you say that because i remember trying some things that came in and um you know right before that deadline date and smoking the cigar, and I'm like, geez, I don't know about this. And then going to the trade show this year, and then trying that cigar, and I go, oh, I remember this. And then smoking, I go, wow. And they say, well, it's age now, and it takes, boy, it didn't even, right. you know, I'm trying to remember and say, no, it didn't taste like this because, wow. Look, look at the difference of that. We, we saw that with a whole bunch of stuff as we went on. Even when I come back from the show and you didn't go this year, and I said, we bought this, 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 and really, you know, you, you bought that. And I said, it was great. Well, you had it. It wasn't so great. Right. Now they're great. So that, that says a lot, too. Uh, and, and if it's not that the, the, the blend change or something happened, aging of the tobacco and it's sitting for as long as it needs to sit and the tobacco is ready. <coughs> and when, when we, we end up waiting, some of these cigars – 
that are coming in now, they're not contenders for the Cigar of the Year because we put a deadline date of right. October, whatever it was, and said, okay, this has to be by, here by then. Um, they came in after that. That has a chance of being a contender for next year. Oh, no, it came out this, this year of there, but it, you got to make a line, and it can't you be do. December 31st. And you don't want to exclude anybody either. Right. It's not like we have a ton of new stuff that's going to be coming out from now on. So, Yeah. Um, the cigar Jonathan was just smoking now um, was the Aladino uh, cigar. Aladino made a new cigar this year. Yeah. So last year, they were the 2017 Cigar of the Year. This year, they came out with a new cigar, and it's the Aladino Reserve. Corona Reserve, Reserve yep. Fantastic cigar. Little full-bodied, more than I would like it to be for a guy that likes a milder cigar. I would say more full-bodied than the regular Aladino Corojo, the 2017. Boy, yeah. uh, but it's selling like crazy. It, it should be a contender. And the reason why it's not a contender is it's not readily available. They only make 400 boxes a month. Yeah. And it's not enough to go around and we're not going to have it all the time and nobody's going to have it all the time. That's all it's going to be. So it can't be a contender. It has to be readily available. I feel like we could have made special dispensation for it. Because you love it. Because I like it. Um, so um, they also um, made a another cigar this year and it's going to be the first contender for this year and what is that barry well first contender is the aladino maduro which measures five by 50 it features a san andreas maduro wrapper over binder and filler that's 100 percent honduran corojo a single cigar of the robusto is 1069 while a box of 20 is 188.99 and they're available at twoguyscigars.com as are all the cigars on the contenders. You got a knife? Because I have a contenders pack here. I can take the cigar out. And those that are watching on either YouTube or Facebook, Facebook Live. Uh, yeah. Um, that watch this mess. And it is a mess. <laughs> as Dave struggles to get the pack open. There we go. Uh, also, I don't want to give it up and show everybody all the answers of it. But there you go. That's the Aladino Maduro, if Which you're watching. box-pressed. That's right. Yeah. Box-pressed Maduro, and uh, we actually launched it. Yes, we did. Yeah. He came up here and did the launch with us because we were doing so good with the regular Aladino, and that was very nice of him. Um, we take none of that into consideration. Uh, the cigar people were nice great. to us? Yeah. And, you know, we, it's we, nice that you're nice to us, but that doesn't, you know. <laughs> and we mentioned how some of these cigars did come out in 2016 to beat the FDA deadline. Correct. And when it was released then, it wasn't box-pressed. Ah. When it became the official nationwide release, they were box-pressed. Okay. Except for the Lancero. Except for the Lancero, which is round. When we got it the first time, was it box-pressed? Yes, it, it was. was. Okay, so we got it as it was box-pressed, but whoever got those. Whoever got the initial to get it into the marketplace, yeah. they were not box-pressed. Okay. But uh, you think it was the same blend and everything? That I you don't even tell know. you because I didn't smoke around yeah. one. Yeah, it was just to get it in. So yeah. it's, it's legitimately new this year. Um, and what's the price on that? Yeah, this one is ten sixty nine. Okay, so you got a over ten dollars cigar um, as the first contender of the cigar of the year. Um, um, so we have um, the Christoph Connecticut. I mean the Christoph. Firecracker is uh, coming out this year, next year, next year. as our uh, next Firecracker that's coming out. Um, and what if 
we were to have a contender that was a Kristoff that would probably be good for us for, you know, be the cigar of the year. Right. And then the, the Kristoff um, firecracker comes, comes out, and that would be a big deal if we could end up pulling it off. But we need Kristoff to come out with a new cigar this year, and uh, they did. They did. Uh, the second contender is the Kristoff Vengeance. It, too, is a 5x50 Robusto. Featuring a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper over Indonesian binder with filler from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. A single cigar will set you back $9.19, while a box of 20, $161.99. All right, so we have uh, one cigar from Honduras. The second cigar is from the Dominican Republic. Both of them are Maduro, would you say? Yeah, Connecticut broadleaf is classified as a yeah. Maduro. And uh, the San Andreas is a Maduro, so two for two on Maduro. So wouldn't that be something because... I don't recall a Maduro I don't. being the Cigar of the Year no. ever, um, but we have two contenders already for the Cigar of the Year. And interesting on both of these, Aladino, which was the Cigar of the Year last year, nobody's ever gone back-to-back. I don't know if anyone's ever gone twice. And um, where the firecracker was coming out, Kristoff would be a, a great contender there. So um, how perfect... The cigar I'm smoking is, so this has not changed or got worse or anything as time went on. Remember, crops change every single year. We talk about that, that, you know, there's a good crop, there's a bad crop or something. What you have to start getting used to in your cigar shop is not what's new, because you're going to see less and less of what's new or can be even classified as what's new, but what's good. So this was good before. It's still a good cigar. It's a great cigar. And it's it's a sign of how great of a cigar uh, manufacturer Hochi Blanco is as crops changed more rain less rain more yeah. sunlight less sunlight he's managed to keep the cigar consistent since it came out two years ago I'm the only one right now picking up a little hazel nuttiness still oh yeah you got none of that no nuttiness no there's nuttiness there's nuttiness I would say Barry is this your grandfather's Connecticut it's borderline it's close really it's a little heavier. There's than a little I, spice through the nose yeah. that kind of moves it outside that realm of my grandfather's Connecticut. I but remember it's smooth and balanced. Remember when uh, La Galera came out? They came out with a Habano and a Connecticut and a Maduro, and I thought the Habano was going to be the one. Yep. And we went back and forth and back and forth. And you and uh, Jonathan both said Connecticut, Connecticut, and yep. I'm like, no, it's going to be the the. Uh, both of them were in the contenders, I think, right? Yeah, oh, I think they were. Both of them were as, as contenders, and the Connecticut is the one that ended up beating the Habano. I'll tell you, I go to the Habano often, and I love the Habano, too. See, and I'm, I'm a fuller-bodied smoker, yeah. and I go to the Connecticut more than the Habano. I think aesthetically and visual, uh, you know, pleasing the Habano on the shelf with its gold cloth footband, a lot of oils. The wrapper, the band pops a little bit more against the wrapper. But something about the Connecticut brings me back time and time again. And the Connecticut is actually a better value. It's a lower price, isn't it, than, than the Havano? I, I believe think. a little bit. A dollar, yeah. maybe? Yeah. So there we have it. So we have two contenders right now. We have the Aladino Maduro, the Christoph Vengeance, one from Honduras, one from the Dominican Republic. And uh, I don't think anyone's going to be arguing with us at this point. I think we're, we've got two solid selections. Yeah. A lot of cigars came out. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, we got a total of eight, but that's two of them so far. So uh, 
let's move on, but let's take a break. And when we come back, we got six more contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Uh, we want to know what you what we missed. If uh, we got it right, we want to hear that also. But uh, if you want to judge who would win, um, the only way to do that, to take part in that decision, uh, we'll get to it as the Contenders Pack, and we'll get to that. Uh, we're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. 
Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10 count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Omar de Frias from Fratello Cigars and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Beautiful. Yeah, you are. And we're back. And we're smoking uh, the 2016 Cigar of the Year. You just heard it, the La Galera, Connecticut. And we're going through contenders for the Cigar of the Year for 2018. You're going to just uh, ignore what just happened no, during I'm, the break? No, I'm not. Steven, skip from, over this? Steven, our rep from uh, La Florida Dominicana, popped in uh, during the break. And he says, you got a minute? And I said, yeah. And he handed me a cigar. And um, this was the Cigar of the Year from 1997. And... It, it, it is from 1997. This is 21 years old, the cigar. This is the Flor Dominicana Alcalde, a Connecticut shade. They still make it. Not with that band. Not with that band, not with that size. Not even that size, because we're talking about, uh, it's not a Lancero, but it's a... Uh, it's almost a Lancero by today's standards. Right, right. Um, because they were thin. Cigars were thinner in, in nine, 21 years ago. He's, he's 30 years old. He was nine years old when the cigar came out, and uh, he heard us talk about it, and he said, I have a box of those. And looking at the cellophane yeah. and the band, I mean, there's no doubt that that's what this is. I can't wait to light that up and uh, see what has happened to that over 21 years ago. It seems in perfect condition. Yep. 
So that's great. So we're going through the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We've done one and two. Number one, the Aladino Maduro. That's a Honduran box press Maduro. And the second one was the Christoph Vengeance. I would say that's a um, broadleaf uh, Maduro. That is uh, Christoph Vengeance from the Dominican Republic. So we got two dark cigars, one round, one square, and uh, two different countries, and we're moving on. And we'll see um, what number three is and what is that, Barry? And the number three contender is the Aganorsa Leaf Connecticut. It features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over binder and filler from Nicaragua. Single cigar is seven fifty nine, while a box of twenty one thirty two ninety nine. And Aganorsa is the company that was once known as Casa Fernandez. Okay, so um, we have actually uh, a lower price cigar there. We're talking seven dollars and fifty cent cigar, um, and that is Nicaraguan. So we have a Honduran, a Dominican, and a Nicaraguan. But the Aganosa leaf is Connecticut. But is it true Connecticut or Ecuador? Ecuador, Ecuador, Connecticut. Um, but that is—is is that a soft box ish? It's yeah. pretty box press. It's a box press. I yeah. wouldn't say soft. Legitimately box press. I think it's legitimately box press. All right, so we have two, we have two, three countries, two box press, one Connecticut, two Maduros, three different countries. You don't see that much box press on a Connecticut. No, because the wrapper yeah, is so tough. delicate. Right, right. Um, foot band on the bottom of that one. That's another one. Be careful. Uh, that has a goldish color, and the wrapper itself does goldish color. So that could even happen even more often uh, with that. But I like when they do when they put that on there, especially uh, as a box press or something, because you don't want that to get damaged, right. uh, if at all possible. So uh, a footband makes me want to have a creamsicle. You think not ah, more golden? That's that orange goldish hue. Maybe I'm uh, beginning to notice golden a ginger ale. Golden ginger, ginger ale. I think it's less that things remind Barry of food. Is he's always thinking about food, yes, and then this just triggers another food. Yeah, and what's your point? Just making an observation. <laughs> that's all. All right. So uh, there's three out of eight, three down, and uh, you must lose your mind at Thanksgiving. I don't really like Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah, oh, I don't that's like my turkey. Favorite. I ate, a lot, I, ate a lot of st- I ate a lot of stuffing. Plus. Could I be wrong, but I think it might have been the first holiday you were up here in this area, and you celebrated it with Mr. Jonathan. Jonathan, he was nice enough to extend an invite, which I accepted. So, it was late. So it's, so now it becomes a nightmare to him, and every late. time it's Thanksgiving, it remem- reminds <laughs> yeah. me of... He should think of Thanksgiving in the most positive light. He had food laid out for him. I made sure I had rum in stock for he him. He had broccoli. There was no broccoli. So he was, he was late garage. because... What time did you show up? 12, 15, right. 12, 30. Which is late for Thanksgiving dinner because, and I know this for a fact, what time did you have Thanksgiving this year? Uh, well, this year we ate at 10.15, but... T- 10.15 a.m. <laughs> in past years, it is noontime to the minute. We sit down no. and we break into the turkey at noontime. Well, That's what? it. 10.15. Did you have two Thanksgivings? No, because we did have two Thanksgivings. We had some traveling to do and go visit some people, so Sophie came downstairs. She's back from home from Australia and said, I'm hungry at 9.30. She meant, can I have a donut or something? <laughs> well, she said, did you get the rolls? And I said, I forgot to get rolls. She goes, good. I'm going out to get a coffee. I'll get rolls. And I said, how do you feel about eating when you get back? She said, will it be ready? I said, it's ready now. It'll be ready. 
So we heated up the rolls, and that was it. We had Thanksgiving dinner for, for breakfast. See, you're lucky you live in New Hampshire. You can just go to the store. I realized on Thanksgiving morning that I had no baking soda. Oh. And the stores are closed. Not Walmart. In Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Really? I had to drive up to Nashua just to buy baking soda. You had to have baking soda for what? For a cake. None of your goddamn and business. You, and you're going to start making the cake on Thanksgiving? Yes. Really? Do you know well, what you're dealing with right now? This is Ed Sullivan. And this is while Mr. Jonathan's eating Thanksgiving dinner, you're baking a cake? Correct. Correct. <laughs> now, was it the cake for your dinner in your house, or did you bring it somewhere? I brought it somewhere. but they- Did you take it back when you were done? I offered to leave it, and they said, no, we'll eat it if you leave it. I said, well, that's really my intent, yes. Did you bring the cake with you here today? Uh, it's all gone. And so you, you would, ate it. You would have loved it. I would have loved it. See, Jonathan would have taken it back. No, I've learned my lesson. I went to Dave's house. I, he was one of our stops. We swung by. We and said that's hi. how I knew, because at 12 noon or something, he's showing up at my house, and I said, Wow, you're here for Thanksgiving? And he goes, we're just stopping by. And I go, we already ate. I said, well, there's going to be plenty. But no, we already ate. And I said, it's 12 noon. When did you eat? 10.15. When are you going to eat? And I'm like, 2? Yeah. 2.30? It was good. I helped him with his gravy. We discussed turkey technique, (coughs) slicing technique. Is helping him with his gravy a euphemism? We got the hell out of there. (laughs) It's always amazing, too. You spend hours in all the preparation. Within a half hour, the table's decimated and... Everybody. I'll tell you this, though. I'm a, now I think we have a new Thanksgiving tradition. We are going to eat early. Mm-hmm. And then the best part about hitting multiple houses is you can leave whenever the hell you want. Yeah. Dave, on the other hand, hosting Thanksgiving, right. he's stuck there all day. But he doesn't want to leave his house anyway. No, he wants people to leave his house. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he said that, dear. I didn't say that. <laughs> That's just me guessing. <laughs> It's an educated guess. No, yeah. but I'm an early riser, and uh, you know I can't do the all-nighter thing. I can if I didn't get up so damn early. Right. But the turkey had to go in the oven, right? Who's going to put the turkey in the oven? That's I went right. with the deboned turkey. Did we talk yes, about that? Yes, we did. I'm a little jealous of it. I, I, that's one I want to try. Maybe we'll do it here. Deboned the turkey. Left the wings on, and now it's, it just opened up, and then you got to fill the cavity up with the stuffing and then wrap it back up, and we used a metal thing to... Put it together, and it's shaped like a turkey. It was very turkey. turkey so when you, when you get it, it's like filleted. Yeah. It's, you know, spread open. Yep. And just That's pretty cool. And then you wrap it up. You turn it back into a turkey, and you cook it like it's a turkey. And I feel it, like you could sew it with with they, large could, twine. Yep, you could. And then you could just cut that with scissors, and you're good to go instead of messing around with the metal. Now there were like four metal things. Pull it out easy enough. Right. But for the price they charged you for that, you could have had prime rib and some yeah, change. Yeah. I did save Dave from certain salmonella because he was right. taking the measurement of his turkey just under the skin next to the wing. Mm. So he was hitting 170 degrees and saying, oh, my God, it's going to be overcooked. Right. So I jabbed it in the middle and he was down in the 140s. He still had his hour and a half to go. But it wasn't a thermopen, was it? It was not. No, no. He's, he's old school. Right. He's old school. So the answer was 15 minutes per pound, which is what Mm. it said to do, and it was right on. Wow. Right on, 15 minutes per pound. But I recommend it. It was interesting, uh, especially when you cut it. You cut it straight in half, and then you quarter it, and then you take those pieces, and you get a piece of meat. You really needed to start an hour earlier. 
with the turkey, so you could let so it I rest, rest even longer. Because you burnt yourself a couple times. Yeah, it was hot. Uh, but that being said, uh, let's find out what's out in the, up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, Jose Oliva of Oliva Cigar was chosen as the new Speaker of the House in the Florida Legislature. Speaker Oliva says he plans to focus on less government regulation. Nice. Guantanamera Cigar Company has filed a lawsuit against Royal Agio, claiming that Balmoral Signature's Duetto is too close to their trademark of duo. Duetto, duo. Duo means two. What does duetto mean? Two. two. All right. <laughs> so they said it's too close. And what does dos mean? Two. Hmm. So I own dos hombre. I think they all got to shut down. Uh, it's not confusing. Neither of those is None confusing. Of they're going to lose that. Yeah, they're going to lose. and They're and, going to lose that. And Guantanamera Duo is, is the name of a size? It's the name of one of their brands. One of their brands. Yep. They like suing because they got sued over the Guantanamera from Cuba. Yep. And won, right? Yep. And I guarantee you until this lawsuit, the majority of cigar smokers have not heard of Duo by Guantanamera. Yeah, that's you? a nice free commercial. I, I know guess. Guantanamera because of the lawsuit, right? Yeah. But I don't I've know actually never, never smoked that cigar. I don't think anyone's going to look at the two and get confused, Definitely. which is what trademark law is all about. Definitely not. They look totally different, and that's what's up in the cigar world. That's it. That's it. Slow week. Wow. Thanksgiving week. Yeah. And a lot of places shut down Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So. Yeah, I saw a lot of people in the cigar shop. How, how were you guys in Nashua yesterday? We were, we were slamming. Yeah. Yeah. I was impressed because technically Black Friday in the cigar industry for brick and mortar don't go hand in hand. You know, you're buying a a box of cigars for your significant other. Yeah. You don't hold on to it for a month before you hand it to somebody. But we were were slammed. Good. Yeah, I was in the Nashua store. Oh, uh, old, old Fart Freddy misses me if I don't stop by yeah. right now and okay. again. Yeah, yeah we got to get an Old Fart Freddy segment back. I think we need, so. We need a sponsor for it or something, although we get, there's enough commercials in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I miss Old Fart Freddy's yeah. stuff. Do you? Oh, yeah. You used to roll your eyes yeah. all the time. It's funny how, how that goes, that while it was happening, I hated it. Cringing. Said, oh, my God. And then, Cringing. Then it's a long time. It's you love this yeah. shit, don't you? I love I this love shit. It. I love it. George Padron. <laughs> he knows I love it. Uh, okay, uh, calendar of upcoming shows. Next week, really looking forward to it. Randolph Churchill, the great-grandson of Winston Churchill, will be here. And cousin of Adam Churchill. That's right. Distant cousin, but cousin, nonetheless. Um, we're going to have him. He will not be here. We're going to Skype him in from England. Yeah. And you're testing that this week to make A sure Monday. everything goes good. All right. Um, and uh, we've got a lot to talk to him about. And the night before is Winston Churchill's birthday, his great-grandfather's birthday. So we're having an event here with the folks from Davidoff, and we're smoking the Davidoff Winston Churchill cigars. Do you have any famous people in your family tree? Uh, I don't know. I 
don't I think mean, so. I mean, I guess we have Adrian Barbeau, which is uh, a distant cousin. Really? Yeah. Well, she was hot but, in her day. Yeah, she was. But it's yeah. not uh, – it, there's no umbrella that I feel like I'm living under. Can you imagine being Randolph Churchill and your great-grandfather is – Winston yeah. Churchill. Right. What are you going to do? Arguably one of the most influential men of all time. Right. How do you possibly live your life trying to live up to that standard? Let's ask him. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask him. I don't want to make him suicidal well, or anything. Well, I want to say this, too. When you interview somebody like this, the questions are in advance. Ah. So I had to send a list of questions in advance. This is the first time ever. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I really went easy because I said... He may say no. So let me see what happens. So I went. Is he going to hang up on me if I ask well, him to go my, off script? That's my point, and I know he's not listening. So I went softball on what I said we were going to say, but. That's uh, what you were going to say. Correct. Aha. Uh -huh. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So <laughs> bring a little little game in. Let's talk about it. Let's gear up for it, and let's get some. I don't know if I you want know. you in on this. Really? Well, because then you might say no. As you're doing it, I could apologize. Oh, right. I'm sorry, Randolph Churchill. What do I call him anyway? Randolph <laughs> Churchill? Mr. Churchill? Mr. Yeah. Mr. Churchill. I thought I'd never That's say what that. I'm going with. Yeah? Uh, I'm sorry. He's. You don't have to answer that. You know how you guys to. all have village idiots? Yeah. Well, we have Barry and Jonathan. You don't have to answer that if you don't want to. But what, what do you think of that? How do you live up to. That's uh, not a it bad must question, be, right? It must be tough, man. It must be tough. So can, can we ask if Winston was more like a Churchill or a Petit Robusta? Ah. Or would that be crossing the line? <laughs> I don't know. He was more like a Gordo. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you're fantasizing about. Seen pictures. I know one thing. He had a lot of balls. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. He, I actually didn't know that that's the direction he was going until just right now. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> Taken by surprise and the, there. And the following week... We are going to do what has been asked. Oh, God. Please tell me you're listeners. not serious about this. We are. We're pairing cigars and movies. Awesome. So be prepared for your top five should be enough. Right. Top five movies of all time. And then we're all going to pair it. So you're going you're gonna to prepare your five and what you're going to pair that movie with and mm -hmm. have a little something to say about it. So that's going to be 20 different movies. Okay. And we'll see if anyone crisscross or anything. But your, your top five, it doesn't matter what genre they're in mix and match or something and uh we'll pair them with the cigar and you're gonna have to both of you guys are gonna have to think about what are you gonna pair with the godfather that you never saw no before? i'm not no. pairing anything with the godfather so and i'm not watching it i'm gonna pair uh, uh johnny holmes movie with a seven by seven the asylum <laughs> whatever you're gonna do <laughs> i don't know what that means i don't want to google it because i don't want that in my browser history i'm sure <laughs> so did we just get homework yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. just come here to smoke cigars. Top five movies that you like. All right. I can do it. And, and you know, I would recommend don't stay on the, the top. I'll even take The Godfather out of it. Let's, let's go a little um, of that you may or may not have, you know. Yeah. yeah you somebody go, may uh, have not watched before. Well, I think everyone always has a quirky one when yeah. you, by the time yeah. you get to the top five. You know what I like is when somebody gives me some B-movie thing that they love and love this right. movie, and then I watch it. For and no it's apparent so great, reason, and they love it. Yeah, and it ends up being, becomes my favorite. Yeah, all right, one so of my, the, one of the my rule is no Godfather, but the rule is whatever the top movie is, mm -hmm. we have to watch that movie. So if you, whatever your top movie is, you have, we have to watch your top ah. movie unless we've seen it and vice versa. 
All right. My favorite movie of all time, I'm not going to say it now, is a B movie. It is a classic B movie. All right. Mm. Like, do you like horrible movies? Like a, a, a movie that was is really horrible, but you love it. That it's, you know, Attack of the well, Killer Tomatoes yeah, or something stupid. Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah, right. or something like that. I, yeah. I always loved Reefer Madness, if you ever saw yeah, it. I, I mean, have. it's horrible. Yeah. There we but, go. That's the idea of it. One of the midnight movies, right? For yeah. those who remember. In Would Spaceballs count? Because that's pretty terrible as movies terrible. go. But college, I, I've always they, liked it. They always like to show Reefer Madness. Absolutely. All right. So that's, uh, you, and as you can see, we are running out of material. So uh, <laughs> send your uh, information to the Cigar Authority. The wintertime is when it gets tough because there's not new things coming out. In the cigar industry, not the lot, lot principal of, owners of cigar manufacturers not traveling here when it's no, twenty degrees that's out. That's right. So the slowdown happens. So uh, we're on to uh, matching movies with cigars. But I like it. I, I like the idea of this. I don't like the idea of it. Hmm. Have you ever watched a movie and smoked a cigar? Of course. Yeah. In a movie theater? No. No. Have you? I don't think so. But I remember movie theaters with smoking, and the you know the top part would be the smoking area the balcony is smoking yeah. up there and downstairs and is back at college there was smoking allowed for reefer madness but yes. it wasn't cigars right i and feel like we should those brought- midnight movies were with all <laughs> marijuana smoking rocky horror yeah. we should have movie night here oh wednesday night or whatever Watch a movie? Or Tuesday night, yeah. Yeah. Put the movie on the big screen. Have oh, maybe, cigar smoking. Maybe we can uh, decide which pairing is the best with the movie and do a premiere ah. of that one with that cigar. You guys are and, and you bring, guys are bring, not going to like my I top like choice. I like it. We I'm got some thumbs right up now. out there. We got thumbs up and bring the manufacturing. Let's assume it was La Fleur Dominicana and Reefer Madness or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a bad example. Well, given, but. given Steven's shoes, I think that's... Uh, he wouldn't pass a drug test. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> orange shoes. They know you're coming. They orange Crocs. Yeah. This are they horrible. Crocs? You should, you should be fired Crocs. on principle yeah. alone. They are Crocs. It's not a shame to say so. That creepy chef used to wear the orange Crocs, right? The Italian chef there. Tommy Grella? No, no. Mario, Mario Batali. Batali had no. the orange Crocs. What did he do? He did something wrong? I think he was touching the workers. Oh, yeah? yeah. And they frown upon that? Yeah. Yeah? Apparently. All right. That's considered bad form. Okay. All right. So we have the uh, three contenders so far. We went with Aladino Maduro. We went with Christoph Vengeance from the Dominican Republic. Last one uh, we went with was the Aganosa Leaf, Connecticut from Nicaragua. Three different countries so far. And we're on to number four, Barry. What do we got? And number four is the Placencia Almo de Campo, which measures five by 52, and it's called the Tribu. It's a Nicaraguan puro, and it's seven sixty nine. Uh, excuse me, it's fourteen ninety nine for a box of ten, one thirty four ninety nine. All right, that's expensive, right? Fifteen dollars. Mm. It's a robusto, uh, fabulous cigar, by the way. It's a box of ten, so it's not that rough, but fabulous cigar. But it's up there in price, actually twice the price of the last cigar we went to, which was Aganosa. Uh, but you're talking of another Nicaraguan cigar. Yep, it's a puro. All Nicaraguan. Yeah, great cigar. Great cigar. Uh, in the round. So we have two square, two round. We have two Nicaraguans, a Dominican and a Honduran. And it's time for the matchup of the week. The matchup of the week is brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And... Uh, 
Oh, my goodness. Do I dare do it? Do it. Do it? Do it. Would you rather lose your sex organs forever or gain 200 pounds for the rest of your life? I'm going to cry foul. (laughs) It's easier for Jonathan to gain 200 more pounds than me. Yeah. How did you know that's what I was going to (laughs) pick? 200 more pounds will kill me, so I'll choose to lose the uh, privates. Yeah. I think uh, it won't kill you. You could do it. Uh, you could know. do it, baby. You can do it. No, I'm chopping them off. What do you weigh, like 200 now? Not even. 185. 192. 192. Oh, when I walk around. He ate so you'd be, you'd be 392. Yeah, I'm good. No offense to my panel. I would rather lose my well, if you did it, testicular you fortitude. Yeah. I can give you some stuff that no longer fits me. Nice. <laughs> give you some hand-me-downs. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do it. I'd die from it. There's no way I could pull that off. I'd be dead. So yeah. see you later. How about you? Now, wh- hang now on. you've lost a lot of weight over the years. How much yeah. have you dropped from your high to now? 80, 85. All right. So you're almost 100 pounds down. So you yeah. put back that on it and another 100 pounds. I, I'm going to have to pass on that. Well, you because know. you could get the pump-up penis. So you could just be like, psh, 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 psh. there we go. All right, Austin Powers. <laughs> Go to town. Yeah, I, I think we'll have to lose the genitals. Really? Like they had a relatively good run. Yeah, because well, yeah. you you're old anyway. I'm old. You know, and if you gain the 200, you're definitely going to chop lifespan at that point, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was unanimous. We got people in the audience saying that they would, uh, they would take the 200 pounds. Yeah. Take the junk. Take the two hundred pounds. <laughs> two hundred is a lot. If I said a hundred, if I said a hundred, would that change anybody? Uh, well, it's a hundred for the rest of my life, but that doesn't mean I couldn't lose. You my, can't lose. No, I couldn't no. lose my other hundreds. No, yeah. no, no, no. It doesn't so, work like yeah. that. <laughs> That's a tough one. But I guess on the plus side, you get to eat more. Yeah, you can. I, yeah, I'm still. You're, you're maintaining your level. You're not going right. to get any higher than that. But you're going to yeah, add 200 to anybody. You're in big trouble. All right. All right so that's that's a that's a no go. So what are we thinking here? Final thoughts here on the La Galera, Connecticut. It went out on me because I'm doing too much talking. A little a little tiny bit of the nutty component has dropped off uh, and has been replaced with some dark espresso notes and just a little hint of spice on the finish. I'll add a little touch of cedar and maybe uh, a wisp of vanilla. Mm. Mm. (laughs) We got another one in favor of gaining 200 pounds. So that one, I think we got a tie across the board there. They're younger guys. They got they got a life left. Yeah, at yeah. a certain point, you're there just is. like, you know what? It's not worth it. <laughs> you're married. You ain't getting a lot of She's still anyway. disappointed with you. Just, you know what? 200 pounds is a lot of weight, man. That's a lot. But how about your high? What are you down from your high? My high was 242. So uh, 50 pounds. Yeah. So you begin and get that back and another 150. No, I'm good. No. Yeah. I decided at 242 that it, that was it. I'm never hitting that weight again. I was almost have to go up a pant size. Can't do it. You could handle it, though. Mm. I don't Doesn't think mean I, I want to. I can't convince you. No, but you don't want to do either. 
No, I don't want to do either, but if I had to choose. Yeah, you have to. Bye-bye, huevos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if at the Triple XL shop they got the pink outfits he wears and that kind of they stuff. They don't. It's true. Yeah. I'll tell you they don't. Because, no, uh, it's more flannel. Because Dave would so jeans. wear a pink suit. I would not. <laughs> I'm going to go with the conspiracy that you're willing to lose it because you're more of a catcher. How is that a conspiracy? <laughs> Talking about everything people know about me. All right. Here's what, I, here's what I know. It's time to go to break. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to light up another previous cigar of the year. It's in the care package, and another cigar of the year contender from the Dominican Republic. Currently, Nicaraguan uh, is taking the most spots. Uh, will they remain that way? We'll see. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning in aging room cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for aging room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For aging room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the 3 Pete. 
Crafted in Rossi's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, smoking previous cigars of the year while announcing the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we'll go to the next cigar, but first let me tell you where we're sitting with, with contender number one, the Aladino Maduro, number two, the Christoph Vengeance, number three, Argonosa Leaf, Connecticut, number four, Placencia Alma de Campo, and on to the number five. Number five is the Aging Room Pura Seppa. It's a 5 by 50 It's called the Rondo, and it's a Nicaraguan Puro. 
A single cigar is twelve sixty nine. Why a box of twenty is two twenty four ninety nine. Okay, so this is a Nicaraguan. It was a Dominican cigar brand, but now but this went, particular one they went Nicaraguan on the Purisa. Made in Nicaragua, so it's another another one for Nicaragua. Uh, so there we are. Let's go to our next cigar. We're going to smoke, and this is a Dominican. Yes, sir. Very surprised. Okay. Are we ready? The second cigar is the 2015 Cigar of the Year, and it is the Recluse Habano. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for Recluse cigars, and the size is a 6x52. features a Habano wrapper with a proprietary binder. The fillers are three different types of tobacco from the Dominican Republic, as well as Pennsylvania Broadleaf. Um, the Robusto is nine sixty nine, while a box of twenty four is just one fifty seven ninety nine, which is a savings of twenty seven dollars or fourteen percent off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. Another footband. Yeah. yeah. So uh footbands winning it out. And this is a cigar, this is part of the care package, right? This, too, is part of the care package. All right, so before we cut it, I want to tell you there's two ways to cut the cigar. One of them is you, on the angle of the, the thinnest part, you put your, your finger uh, your th- and thumb there, just push on it, and it, the thing just pops open, and then you just peel that piece back. And if you do that, the cigar is opened up and ready to go. So you don't actually have to use a cutter if you don't want to. I do because I don't want the little schmuckus and stuff in my mouth. So that I word, that's another word ca- catching on, huh? Schmuck, was, uh, Scott Week showed us that with this cigar with yes. a pinch. Yeah, so it's good in a pinch. It's right there for you if you have to do it. But let's give it a cut. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So while he's cutting, I'm going to talk to you guys about the Lotus Duke. The Lotus Duke features three jets in line, single action. So you pull the button down, the lid pops. It ignites all three jets, which are in line and angled for pinpoint accuracy. You've got a full-size flip-out straight guillotine cutter in the back and it does have even though it's lotus it has the patented vertigo big ass tank that's the lotus duke retailing for 69.99 i taste a little barrel aging here almost like there's a little little whiskey type of yeah, sweetness to it yeah a little whiskey a little rum yeah. definitely some of that barrel sweetness yeah maybe a hint of caramel mm. actually reminded me of a sugar daddy mild and acidic coffee it's a milder roast but high on the acidity flash roasted before you let it before i let it okay now it doesn't taste like that at all no now it's nutty little nougat you're just going to take all my flavor notes from the last cigar and apply them to this cigar yeah your own i'm pulling a pastor padron yeah, it's a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see uh, the ash holes this week? Yes, it's called a segue. <laughs> did you see it? Yes, I did. So they did the blind taste test. It's been going on for months. And um, they ended up having, um, it was um, 
Who won? Um, it was the Bandolero. Bandolero. Bandolero ended up taking it all the way through. What I found interesting of it, and I listened to the show and followed along as they were doing it, fuller-bodied cigars outperformed milder cigars 100% of the time. If there's two against each other, the fuller-bodied one took it every single time. That's interesting. And Well, we've, all, we've talked about this before, that the geek factor... The geek cigar smoker tends to be a stronger cigar smoker. Yeah, so somebody that would listen to a show called The Ashholes or The Cigar Authority. Are cigar geeks. Yeah. Aside from there being uh, something they, wrong they, with them to, to begin it, with. I'm probably, proud of being one. There's yeah. nothing wrong with the terminology cigar geek. Yeah, they're a big fan of cigars. Therefore, they have no problem smoking full-of-body cigars. Or maybe their taste buds have burnt out a bit and they can't appreciate a milder cigar or whatever. For 100%, every single round, every single time, you know, it just stood out to me and saying, wow, that's interesting. But it was something all of has been doing across the country with United Cigars and doing these blind taste tests. They followed through with this, and it turned out the way he expected it to turn out because he matches them up and... Uh, Knows this one outperforms that one regardless of price. Uh, but saying the same thing, their most expensive cigar in the group is the one that won. Yes. Mm. So that's interesting. You know, does that mean that you get what you pay for in a certain aspect of it? You know, it's, you know the cheapest cigar was not going to outperform the most expensive. It didn't work all the way through like the full body did. That the more expensive one beat the less expensive one quite opposite, actually, in the first round. The cheaper cigar beat the fuller-bodied cigar every time. Beat the the more expensive cigar. Yeah, yeah. the cheaper cigar beat the more expensive. Right. But the fuller-bodied beat. So I think it came yeah. down to, to full-bodied to the because those were the voters, not the people in the panel or anything. Right. It was just right. the people that bought it. The only it. one that was a slight exception was, I think, La Giana won the first round. It wasn't a strong cigar. It was up against, I think it was the uh, Fuente Rothschild. Which is a mild cigar, mild, too. Yeah, but, Dominican. Yeah. I'd say it's a little stronger than yeah. uh, La Giana. Not yeah. much. Interesting. Uh, I like that kind of stuff and participating and shopping our skills. We do it, by the way, at uh, two guys every day. All the time. Yeah. Always trying... Uh, Blind, blind tasting. But they brought a guy on the panel, on their panel, actually on their first episode when they started this thing. And then months later when the thing was over, I mean, it probably lasted like three, four months. Yep. It's our good friend Glenn. He listens yeah. to our show as well. Glenn Boyven. Blind. Yep. And all the cigars, he smokes are blind. Right. He, he can't see what they are. No. Uh, but he's usually told what it is. Yep. And this time he's not told what it is. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but you... You know, a blind person has his other senses are stronger. Because well, he pays it, attention at the very least to his other senses. It, it was interesting because you know he spent a lot more time in the pre-light, just looking at whether it was soft. Looking at uh, with his hands, discussing. Yeah, <laughs> whether whether it was soft. No, even he says things like that. Yeah, and. Even uh, the feel of the rapper, that sort of thing. Right. So it was just a different perspective. We had Jonathan in an early, early show, blindfolded, and we had him trying different cigars. And is this a natural or a Maduro? What is this? What is that? Um, because we, we smoke cigars blind all the time, meaning we don't know what they are. Right. But blindfolded huh. is a whole different thing. You put thing. an Total. actual blindfold. Yeah. yeah. Could we do a show where he's gagged? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we could uh, do that. That would be more. I'll vote for that. Yeah. <laughs> and another I mean, one I, where he's tied I'm up. I'm sure it's no surprise, but I happen to have a couple of those at home as <laughs> yeah. part of Remember, our weekly ritual. We also did it with Camacho years ago that Camacho came in when they started their barrel-aged cigar and came in and did an event in a store. I think it was our Seabrook store, I think. And they blindfolded everybody. And then we had a smoke. Uh, I believe it was four cigars, a Connecticut, a Maduro, um, the Barrel Age, and the Corojo. Yep. And one person guessed what they were. And so many people guessed so wrong. When I say so wrong, the Connecticut was the Maduro. Right. You know, I'm like, wow. You know, I didn't, it didn't happen to me. But there were some people that that ended up happening to that um, you have no idea. Well, it, I think that's interesting because Connecticut has such a distinct flavor. And if you're blindfolded, when you're smoking that Connecticut, the flavor kind of hits you. And I could see how somebody would be confused and expect that a Maduro, a stronger cigar, is going to hit you with that kind of flavor. And really, the Maduro is the more muted of the flavors. It's sweeter. It, not discussing what's inside the cigar, but as far as what's going to hit you initially, what's on your palate, I could see that. Wow. Um, this this one uh, that we have, this is um, the Recluse Amadeus that we're smoking. And this is a, um, the wrapper on here is Habano, Habano wrapper. Um, you know how you know that? It's the Recluse Amadeus Habano. Ah. It just doesn't they say They put the it. name of what the wrapper is in the title. Yeah, but they don't on the cigar. And that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the white's the Connecticut, the red's the Habano, the blue's the... Los Cabos. Los Cabos. Yeah, Me Mexican, right? Yep. All right, uh, right now it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. The Don Raphael Offer of the Day brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this for the Don? One million dollars. Wow. You've piqued my interest. Would you do five years at a maximum security prison for a crime you did not commit? Could I have my record expunged at the end of the five years? Nope. Does it say that? I'm, you're asking me the question, and I'm telling you no. Was that even thought about when you came up with this? He answered quickly enough that I'm going to say yes. Five years in a maximum security prison for a crime you didn't commit. Come on, it'd be like a party for you. Five years, but you get a million dollars at the end. Passed around cell block D. That's uh, time in the showers. Two hundred k a year to you know, basically sit around. Watch TV, lift weights. Hedonism. Yeah. Maybe you don't know who your cellmate is. Maximum security. You're with some bad dudes, for sure. Maybe you take a beating. I'm sure I would take a yeah. beating. This yeah. is my, my whole life. Yeah. But it's a million dollars. While you're thinking about it, Barry Stein. Hell no. No way. No way. Five you know years Ed for a million dollars. No. He does a lot of things for money, but yeah. not that. Ed Sullivan. I'm needed here at Studio 21. I'm going to have to pass. It, is it because of your age? Would you no. have done it as a 30-year-old man? No. Because no? I could make more money than that staying out of prison. Mm. I think I'm too handsome. I would end up becoming <clears throat> someone's bitch too quickly. And that I don't think would I would like. Would you object to that? Yes. I like to pick my partners, parents. So I'm out. Huh. Not doing it. And it's unanimous. <laughs> wow, it's a million dollars. I was thinking of actually covering it down there, but no. Five years, huh? 
So that's three a, years. You guys are cutting your, your penises off and stuff, but <laughs> you're not doing no five years of maximum security. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Okay, so we're trying to figure out the contenders for the Cigar of the Year, and uh, 2015, uh, the Cigar of the Year was the Recus Habanos that were smoking. Uh, could they be in for the 2018, Barry? Yep, the next cigar on the list is the Recluse Amadeus Los Cabos, which has a blue band that we just mentioned. It is 5 by 52 features a San Andreas wrapper over a proprietary binder with filler from the Dominican Republic and Pennsylvania. Single cigar will set you back $7.69, while a box of 24 is one fifty-seven ninety-nine. All right. So we have another box pressed. <coughs> Um, it's like the year of the box press. Three really? And three and three. So we got three box press, three round. We have Dominican is uh, one, two, three Dominicans, a Honduran, and two well, Nicaraguans. That's Dominican. That's, oh, that's Nicaraguan. That's Nicaraguan. Oh. Um, two Dominicans, Honduran, and three Nicaraguans. Three Nicaraguans. Nicaragua is uh, taking it so far, and Nicaragua takes it. Um, they, they're actually leading uh, imports again this year. What's the price on that one, Barry? That one is seven sixty nine. So that's on the on the low end too. Uh, a seven dollar cigar is a pretty low end cigar now at this point. Nowadays, right? yeah. yeah, the ten dollars now yeah. seems like the uh, average. Mm. So uh, I'll tell you, if this was a cigar of the year, the Amadeus Habano. And now there's the new Amadeus Los Cabos. This has a really good chance of winning because this, I think, is better than the Habano. Uh, no? Yeah, they're, they're pretty close. I mean, I, 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 I kind of find myself the in the mood for one or the other. I don't yeah. know that I pick one over the other. I have them on the same plane. Really? I end up uh, smoking more of the Los Cabos lately. Sweeter. It does have a great sweet yeah. component to it. Uh, and box-pressed, I don't know if a box-press has ever won. Imagine. Oh, yes. This is a box-press. We're holding our hand. Okay. So this might be the first box-press. They could do it again. Well, Dave gets his shit together. <laughs> all right. Um, you guys have all had cherry Kool-Aid before. So imagine you're mixing it. So yeah, imagine if you could mix cherry Kool Aid in with uh, some sort of doughy product, like a pretzel that's been risen with baking powder. Totally disagree. And that's what I'm getting out of this. It's got a little bit of the baking powder component of that rising, the dough, and a little cherry essence. You're not far off here. See, I've for got me, to say, I, I get it. For me, you got two dum dum lollipops. One's butterscotch and you, one's root beer. You are what you eat, and you have both of them in your mouth. That's what I'm getting. A little, little dum-dum butterscotch and a little dum-dum root beer. Dum-dum is the perfect word for that <laughs> comment. <laughs> burning perfect. Tasting good. The draw is perfect. And uh, roll the N2 bar for a perfect draw. Every, every time. time. Uh, 2015 here, three years of the cigar. Still selling well. Still burning good. Still just as good as it was yeah. before. Um I, the N2 bar, now, this is part of the care packer, so you guys are all smoking this. Look at the foot of your cigar that you have, and you're going to see all those little round circles that are there. That's all the little tubes that are burning, and you'll know that looking at any cigar now because you can see it in an N2 bar. You don't see a lot of that. No, it's time-consuming. Yeah. It's a little harder to roll. Yeah. 
but it makes for a good draw. Certainly mm-hmm. does. It's all those air, air channels. So I'm liking it. Two Nicaraguans, two Dominicans, one Honduran. We got two cigars left. Um, are both from the same factory? We have one from the no. same factory, and we have one. It's going to be interesting. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, how can you help us with the decision on what cigar wins? We're going to tell you how you can. And two more contenders for the 2018 Cigar of the Year. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. 
Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nick Aragua from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're smoking a Recluse Habano 2015 Cigar of the Year. We have two contenders to go for the 2018 Cigar of the Year. Just one of them is going to make it, and we're going to move on to contender number seven for the Cigar of the Year is... It is the King's Treasure, which matches 5 by 50 Features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper and a binder and fill that it's top secret to the king himself. If seven sixty nine for a single, why a box of twenty is one thirty five and ninety nine. Beautiful. Okay, that's a Dominican cigar, and uh, another thing in the seven dollar range. So the seven dollar cigars are hot. Yes. And she's uh, going good. But now we have a complete tie. Do we? Dominican and Nicaraguan? Yep, it is 3-3 with the one Honduran. There we go. So uh, I would say we have probably the mildest cigar in the bunch as the King's Treasure, I would say. I don't know if we smoked that on the show. Have we smoked that? We have not. We have not. Very nice cigar. It's uh, selection number seven. And they only have one line, as far as I know. And it's selection number seven. Frequently, manufacturers and blenders will put some sort of homage to the process beforehand. Remember, Aging Room used to do the F55, which was they figured out the blend on the Friday, and it was the 55th day of the year, and that's their homage to 
the blending process. Which I always see in the factories. They have these weird codes and things right. to say, but to bring it onto the cigar. But we saw that in Liga Pavada number yeah. nine, right? But that also gives them something to talk about when they're talking about the cigar. They come on a podcast. Now they have a little factoid. All right. That one is the same factory as the Recluse Amadeus, um, the Magic Factory. Mahica? Mahica, whatever, in Spanish. So we have the Christoph, the uh, Christoph Vengeance, the Aladino Box Press Maduro, the Recluse Amadeus Los Cabos, the Aging Room Pura Septa, the Placencia Amacampo, the Agonosa Leaf Connecticut, and now the King's Treasure Connecticut. Also a Connecticut, yeah. So two Connecticut's. The rest of them are on the dark side, but you got the Alma de Campo, which is more looks more like a sun-grown. Yeah. It has you a reddish hue to it. Yeah, you <laughs> could make the argument for the Puricepa maybe being a sun-grown, and then you got three distinct Maduros in there. Yeah. So it's a little uh, diverse. darker cigar. It's a diverse selection yeah. so but, far. But, yeah, it's... Um, and. I can't think of, you know, we and we put a lot of time into figuring this out. I don't think we're missing a whole bunch. No. no. There's a few that could have been contenders, but that came out too late. Yeah. I think you said you're going to do that yeah, as a future show. We'll do a show. It could have been a contender, yeah. which means those cigars came out too late for this year, and you'll see them next year and say, hey, that came out the year before. Yeah. What are you talking about? Got to draw a line in the sand at some point. Yeah. That line in the sand has happened, so you can't come out. And, you know, I see these cigars at the trade shows. I purchase them at the trade show, and if they can't get them to us by September, right. uh, game over. You know. And that's common. I mean, you, oh, look I know. T- you look at the TAA releases, people are asking when's the Padron TAA coming out, but it won't be. It took the order back in March, right. but it won't be out to the first quarter of next year. Yeah, maybe. We've, maybe. we've seen things even not, not yeah. even show up. So that, that's a good sign that those factories are booming. Huh. And, um, it's aggravating. Yeah. It's, aggravating it's not like they didn't iron. see that the TAA was coming, start yeah. working on it a year in advance, but. Yeah, and showing up there and saying, here it is. and it's shipping tomorrow. How many boxes that, would you like? That would be the business move to go, right? Yeah. Ready to go with it. But uh, so I think some factories end up seeing how many people order and then say, okay, now make them. Mm-hmm. You got to imagine that's what happened there because how do we get none so far? Nobody did, right? Nobody did. Yeah. Conversation with George, it's at least first quarter of next year. Yeah. Before anybody sees one. Yeah, which means right before TAA next year, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. going to be there, if, if, it, if at all. If at all. If at all. Uh, then they'll say, how come we didn't sell all that many this year? And that's because that's we didn't have any. <laughs> yes. Any, and, and this is part of the thing that happens on the, on the buying end of it is, how come you're not doing so well with the cigar? And, you know, we've he, what's happening here in New Hampshire already is we've had two snowfalls, uh, sub-zero degree temperatures, <laughs> The slowdown has begun. It has. <coughs> now we're in a little Christmas rush we're going to end up having. But other than that, things have slowed down. There's more people uh, hanging in the store smoking yeah, a cigar. Yeah, yeah, it's a single cigar here and there. It's not, not what it was. Uh, okay, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white it's time for news from the insane asylum odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true or are they brought to you by asylum cigars take no prisoners 
Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum cigars. And this one really got under my skin this week. Most people know that football is considered a cold-weather sport, and Thanksgiving weekend is often rivalry weekend in high school and college football. Well, Thanksgiving Day. Yes, especially. Here in New New Hampshire, in the most popular city, and my hometown, Manchester, sees the two biggest high schools square off on Thanksgiving Day. However, this year, that game was postponed. Why? The schools deemed single-digit weather as a reason to change the date, breaking years-old tradition because they felt it would be too cold to play the game. Yeah, wussification. Let's hope none of those kids make it to the NFL as it might be too cold for them to play a game come December. Can you imagine what Vince Lombardi or Tom Landry would have to say? They were the coaches of the most famous cold-weather game played in 1967 on the frozen tundra of Green Bay, where a kickoff temperature was a balmy minus 12 degrees with a wind chill of minus 37. For our friends in the metric world, (coughs) Rudy, that is minus 22 and minus 39, respectfully. The coaches would probably sound something like expletive, expletive, pansies, expletive, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. So yeah. you were inconvenienced by not being able to go watch a football game, and that's he wasn't how going it anyway. It's not that. I didn't even have a kid playing, so I went to gun. <laughs> but football is a cold-weather sport. And I was speaking to one of the coaches of Manchester West, and he told me they're not even allowed to hold contact drills anymore. So they practice with no contact because it's too big of a risk of somebody getting hurt. So they'll get hurt on the, with everybody watching. Right. That's okay. Well, there's something to be said for repeated head trauma. Even just falling on the ground and having your helmet hit the ground, there's studies showing that there's long-term brain injury effects from multiple short stoppages, even no, from I mean, a short that, distance. for one. That's all well and good, but it's football. Yeah. How do you teach an offensive line to block when they can't have contact with the defensive. Yeah, line. and then when the kid's 60 years old and he can't hold his own spoon because his hand's shaking because his brain yeah, can't control his muscles. Well, how about boxing? You're going to have yeah. boxing. There's no boxing. In the head. Yeah, pretty nah. soon there'll be fox boxing with feathers. Boxing's a different and story. You're missing the point. There's more kids. They make new ones all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. It's really constant supply. It's the pussification of our youth today. Yeah. It's too cold. Oh, it's too cold for me to go to school then. Well, there were two days this year already that the snow that came down canceled already. It was November 15th was the first one. I said, these kids are going to go to school in four, at 4th of July because yeah. it, it hasn't even begun yet. Winter doesn't start till December 21st. And it was a three, yeah, it was a three or four inch snowstorm, yeah. depending where you live. Somebody doesn't That's make a the call, and the bus goes off, and three kids die, and then it's how come they didn't close schools, and everybody's suing everybody. But again, there's more kids. Well, you make a good point, Ed. Yeah. Make more kids. Yeah. Don't have your penis cut off and have more kids. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be yeah, making right. any more, clearly. You know, just the just last thing, and I'll let it go. I'm sure a lot of these athletic kids are going to be playing pond hockey when it's zero degrees out and the lake's frozen over. Did the they kid- have no problem going out and playing for fun, but an organized sport that they signed up for, it was too cold to play. No. I'm the, sorry. The pros played that day. Yes. Yeah. Well, the kids didn't make the call. No, it was actually the coaches. Right. Maybe they didn't want to and stand I, up. Yeah, I got into a huge right. debate with the Manchester West coach. He understood both sides of the of the argument, and he was very cool about it. 
Yeah, you're supposed to play in the snow. You play in the rain. You play in, and that's the some of the best games I've ever seen. Is is that terrible weather? That's the whole thing. Great equalizer. Instead of playing at nine degrees on Thanksgiving Day, they played at twenty-two degrees on Thanksgiving night, the night before Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. I don't know. Twenty-two in the dark versus nine in the sun. You weren't it seems going like a wash. <laughs> well, you beside, weren't going either way, so it doesn't really it's matter. Beside the point. I, I get it. I get it, and I, I take that that they should have played too. That's how I feel. Um, all right, we have uh, seven contenders now. Now the eighth contender for the cigar of the year, Barry Stein is, and this is the Balmoral and Yeho XO Connecticut. And it measures 5 by 55, and it's called a Rothschild Massivo. It features a Connecticut-grown Connecticut wrapper, an Ecuadorian Sumatra binder, and fillers from Dominican, Brazil, and Pennsylvania. Single cigar is ten thirty nine, a box of 20 is one eighty three ninety nine. All right, so we got cigars from the seven fifty range up to the $15 range. And uh, everything in between, most uh, in between, all of them in between those two numbers. Uh, this is the Contenders Pack. Give, give it a show here. What we have here is four cigars from the Dominican Republic, the Balmoral, Connecticut, the King's Treasure, Recluse, Amadeus, Los Cabos, and Christoph Vengeance. Those are the four from the Dominican, one from Honduras, the Aladino Maduro, and three from Nicaragua. We have the Aging Room Pura Sepa, the Placencia Almacampo, and Arganosa Leaf, Connecticut. There's eight cigars. Those are the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. If you want to take place in this, all eight cigars, $59.99. Just go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com. You'll see all eight cigars there. Where did you put it? Right on the front page? It's right on the front page of twoguyscigars.com. It's on the right-hand side of the Cigar Authority, unless you're looking at it mobily, and then it's all the way near the bottom. And it's on all of our social media pages as well. Yeah, so uh, we make up about 500 or so of these. That is correct. And uh, then we give you a little place to go. Uh, if you bought it and said this is a special website you go to, uh, you don't know what that is unless you bought it. Mm-hmm. Again, why do we do that? Because I don't want you voting on something unless you have all eight of them. If you even had seven of them, you're not giving a fair mm-hmm. shake to the to the eighth one. Well, I don't. I know I'm not going to like that. You don't know you're not going to like it. You're going to be surprised. Everything here is top notch. We get surprised weekly when we smoke stuff, and it's like, oh God, do we really have to smoke mm-hmm. that? And we get to it, and it's uh, you know this is pretty good. Yeah, and and when we end up. And we're trying to be as as good as we can when trying somebody's brand, especially with the brand name on it. But we do it, all all of us, and now even Ed Sullivan, we do it for Cigar Journal magazine. We're smoking, uh, you know, as much as 20 cigars in a month blind. And there's some surprises that happen in there. You go through it and you, you know... She's like, passing the cigar was really good. All four of us did it, and then it ends up being, we end up end up buying the brand because mm-hmm. we're surprised of it, or maybe even passed on it, wasn't even interested in trying the cigar. And I, I got surprised by a couple in the Ashholes blind taste test. I thought, I don't really like that cigar. But then when I smoked it without the band, I thought, wow, that's good. What's yep. that? And then it becomes in your rotation. Yep. And it, you, you didn't blow it. I mean, it is what it is. And, yep. you know, well, sometimes good, you know, people suck when it comes to making bands. Bands. The band looks stupid, so you don't try it, and then you yeah. end up being on a great cigar. Yeah, so and we take the packaging out of it. For me, sometimes even, even the price point, if it's too low, right? then I think, ah, it's not going to be that good. I don't have time for that. <clears throat> so do you think packaging takes 
you know, never mind the brand name. We know the brand name does something to people, and they say, no, I like Brand X, or I don't like Brand X at all, and the guy makes five different blends of, sure. of that brand, but you tried one of right. them once and didn't like it, therefore you don't like their blend, which isn't fair. But of the packaging end, we're showing you this single cigar in this eight-pack. You don't see the box. Does that have an effect also? Of Did course. You, you walk up to the box of cigars and you say, oh, I want to try this because maybe there's tobacco leaves in it. Maybe it's a shiny box and a nice-looking box, mm. or maybe it's an old-school, regular wood box and not a lot to it. Is that going to play... A part to yeah. liking it or even making the purchase in the first place? Making oh, the purchase for, for sure. me in most Definitely, cases. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it looks, you know, plywoody type box yeah. with nothing going on. Right. Well, we say all the time not to judge a book by its cover, but as a yeah. consumer, I tell you, I do it. I yeah. mean, I end up smoking it because I'm in the business and something new comes in. I have to know about that cigar and be able to, uh, with a good amount of education on it, recommend it to somebody that it may like right. it. So I have to smoke it. But a lot of times, I'll put it off for a couple of days. Like, ah, that box looks kind of stupid. I'm not, I'm not really high on it. Eventually, I break down and smoke it. Oh, you know what? Pleasantly surprised. And at a certain price point, you have an expectation, right? Correct. If, if a Correct. cigar is fifteen bucks and it's in a crappy box, and it just irritates me. And I think, oh, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah. smoking that. They didn't even spend the money on the box. Then they should make it sixteen dollars <laughs> and spend more money on the box. Then I might buy it, right? <laughs> That's interesting. Well, what you're going to see in 2019 is a major change in packaging because everybody had to get ready for the warning labels. It was held back, but it's mm -hmm. going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think anybody doubts that we're going to end up seeing warning labels. It's going to end up happening. I, I, I think they're wrong, and they shouldn't be there, and they don't belong on it. I think they are, and I know factories are gearing up and changing packaging. And based on that, that they are probably going to up their packaging also because of the, the fact that people perceive their brand less because of a cheap packaging. It was the whole reasoning behind bundles and stuff was let's save on the packaging because the cigar is divided by the package. Let's say the box ends up costing $10 to make the box. That would be $0.50 cents on every single cigar, a box of 20, right? Sure. Is added to that cigar. Uh, and that is on the manufacturer's end. By the time it trickles down through, the, through retail, it's even more than that. So if they were to bundle the cigar and have no packaging, now you could save 50 cents or up to maybe a dollar per cigar, depending on the cigar. Um, but let's look in, at into the consumer. Let's end. look at a brand like Leaf by Oscar, which is a bundle brand. It's an expensive bundle, 160 bucks. Yeah. But ha I think that cigar has been held back because of weak packaging. Even though it's wrapped in tobacco leaf and it's cool as hell when you look at the single, when you look at the bundle, you're like, that's an awful lot of money for a bundle. I'm not paying $180 for a bundle, right? Although, you know what's interesting for me? I just end up throwing away so many cigar boxes if we have something like the Neanderthal, right, that comes in boxes. or I always pick up the bundle. It saves me the trouble of throwing out the box. Sure. And I think leaf's But like that's a cigar that you already know you like. And right. you know you like it, and you tried it based on what it looked like in the box. And now you're saving yourself the extra effort of throwing the box away. Right. But you already bought that cigar based on the packaging. You would have never, never in the first place. I, I don't know if the Leaf is a good example because it's one of the most unique packaging of any cigar on the market. It's wrapped in cellophane around the outside. No, the cigar is wrapped in a tobacco leaf. Yeah, but once you, it's that's, a bundle. That's, that's cost. the selling point. If it's in a closed box, you don't see... That it's a cigar wrapped in a tobacco leaf. That's not cost. They're using the crappiest tobacco to wrap around it. There's nothing. There's no value to that. They were throwing that away. 
Nobody, they don't throw oh, anything let me, away. All this stuff that Nothing was going to be away. sold by for for ten cents a pound. Let's take this and wrap the cigar in it. Then it, it's it's got to be cheaper than cellophane. No way. Yeah, it is. No way. No, there's a cost to all that. Well, in fact, that put me off that cigar for a while. It just seemed kind of gimmicky to me, and I didn't realize until you know I tried it. It's a great. Cigar. That's what drew me to it was the gimmickiness. <laughs> and in fact, Dave, I remember. Dave smoked it, and the only one I had for him was a Maduro at yeah. the at that trade show. And he said, "How much did you get of this?" And I said, ah, "I think I got twelve bundles. Go triple that order right now. This cigar's fantastic." Because we, we, it was not just a matter of, yeah, this will sell the first time because of the packaging, right. because of that outer leaf, but it's going to sell because it's a great cigar. You know, if you look at the Oscar Habano, it is another cigar that has, instead of cello, it has a, a candela tobacco leaf. Yeah. Half to three quarters of the way up the cigar, it's packaged in a box that looks like a mold. But I think the original leaf by Oscar outsells that. Well, that, it's also two thirds of the price. So the box part, the boxing of it. They broke the ten dollar barrier, so they're gonna they're gonna suffer there. It's like a two fifty difference between the two cigars. Yeah, but it yeah, break, one's, one's it exactly ten dollars, and the other one's eleven dollars and fifty nine cents. Okay. Yeah, so there is something to the pricing too. Well, I'll tell you, as is on the retail floor, which which you don't do, um, you end up seeing people pass that. Nah, looking for something ten dollars or under is a, what what a major line in the sand that that ten dollar number is. It's a line in the sand to to a lot of people. Uh, as the economy's picking up, maybe that ends up moving. I remember the average, the, the regular cigar, uh, a regular good cigar used to be a five dollar cigar. Now it's a seven dollar cigar. Right. So it changed. So less and less is going to go there. But the more and more they put in the packaging, and I know the, uh, you know, you talk about Honduras. Wood is a commodity. Yes, it in is. Honduras, very hard. Uh, so they're getting it from other places. They don't have it, and the cost of boxes are dramatically increased. In some cases, that line causes a problem because the manufacturer decides, i got to keep it under 10. The only way to do that is to start downgrading the material going into the cigar. So I've seen some that yeah. just aren't as good as they were, Absolutely. but they kept the price point. Used to be a great cigar. What the hell happened? You t and you, the consumer thinks their taste changed and know the cigar changed. <laughs> yeah. It was the only way for them to keep it, keep it down. So it's tough. It's tough. But, uh, hey, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, these are the contenders. Uh, eight cigars, $59, uh, twoguyscigars.com if you're interested. Uh, right now, uh, we got some time, so let's get to the Classic 3-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is pressed <coughs> under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, who's our champion? I think I won last week. Gary, I think you killed him. Uh, today is November 24th. We'll start with you. 
Charles, Lucky, Luciano, Italian-American gangster of the New York Mafia, born in Sicily, Italy. This day, what year? Lucky Luciano. 1939. 1939. Let's go 1897. 1897. 1926. 1926. Everyone is over. Really? You said 1897, 1896. Damn it. One off. But no point for you, but it goes over to you, and we're going to go to Ted Bundy, American serial murderer. Born in Burlington, Vermont. You remember Ted Bundy, the late great mass murderer? It's just misunderstood. Just <laughs> misunderstood. Let's go with uh, 1941. 41, he says. 1924. 24. 1914. Wow. You, Ted Bundy? Yeah. 1946. Ed Sullivan will take the point. Uh, yeah, that wasn't that long ago, was it? Well, he was an old guy when he got caught. No, he wasn't. He was a young guy. Wasn't he arrested in like the early 70s? Well, it seemed later than that. I don't yeah. Know. Doesn't seem that long, though. What was his, What was the, the date? I don't know. Uh, 1946. <laughs> <laughs> 1989, he got arrested. Oh, he died. That's what he, they, they uh, executed him. Wow, so we're old, Ed Sullivan. That's yeah, we why are. we remember well. You, you think? You don't remember it that well? Ted Bundy, big yeah. deal, no? Ted Bundy? No. I know who he is. Yeah. But I didn't have the dates. Uh, well, Ed Sullivan gets the point on that. Over to Mr. Jonathan. American inventor Joseph Gillen patented Bob Wire. What year? Joseph Glidden. Patents. Waiting until Wyatt. my compadres have their answers locked in. It's not that I don't trust them. I just don't trust them. Barry's all set. I think they're going to do really good at the at the border right now. It's 1950. 1950, he says. 1821. 1821. 1840. 1840 for the point. 1874. Ed Sullivan gets two points. I was a little off there. Yeah. Uh, What's 50 years among friends? There we go. This is going back to Barry Stein. The first U.S. Absentee voting law was enacted in Vermont. Absentee voting, the first time ever. What year? I'm going to say it happened during Vietnam. I'm going to say 1968. 1968. 1952. 1952. 1971 for two points. 1971 for two points. Everybody is way over. It was 1896. Really? Where were people going then? Yeah, I don't know, but it was absentee. Where are you going? It's 1896. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, we're over to Ed Sullivan. Two questions left. Ed Sullivan's winning two to zero to zero. Two questions left. Two points if you get it exact. 400 people die in reciprocity failure and heart attacks in New York City smog. The smoggiest day in the city's history. 400 people die from smog in New York City. What year was that? 1971. 71. 1899. 1899. 1916. 1916. We'll take the point, Barry. It's 1966. I don't believe that for a second, by the way. 
400 people they died, died smog. from smog. 400 people in one day. No. See, I've been closest on all of these. I gotta just zero in. They yeah. got They were gonna die anyways. Yep. So things are getting better, right? 400 people didn't die today from smog. Yeah. Keep going with that. Global warming, smog, whatever. Things are better. Who, uh, last question: Who's this going to? Uh, how many questions have we done so far? We've done five. All right. So five, we put it to Jonathan. Yeah, it's me. All right, last question. The uh, our Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire. You know what that used to be before Hooters? It was uh, D.B. Cooper's. Yeah, do you remember who D.B. Cooper was? Mm. D.B. They still never found the money. No. Poor the man. D.B. Cooper. Parachutes from the northwest of Alabama um, with $200,000 in cash. Jumps out of a plane. He's got all the money. They never find the guy. D.B. Cooper. Um... What year was that? 1949. 1949. 72. 72. 1975. 75. You guys were so close. It was 71, and Mr. Jonathan gets the point and the guy is still out there. They don't know who he is. He's probably I, still alive, right? I doubt very highly that he's alive. Why? Because of where he parach supposedly parachuted into. They never found No. They never found a, a body, so he made it. Didn't they find they some didn't of the find money? the money? Nope. They found a couple of bills? I don't think so. D.B. Cooper. And that was, the, that was <coughs> what the uh, two guys smoke shop in Nashville, New Hampshire was, D.B. Cooper's restaurant. And I never went in there, but did they have parachutes and stuff? And, it was never you know, there. Yeah. I didn't live here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, Jonathan, where you went astray on the barbed wire, you were thinking war, not cattle. Ah, right? If you think of the Old call. West, you, yeah. you had that stuff. Thank you. I saw pictures of them doing it on the... Uh, Canadian border. I'm not Canadian border. The um, Mexican border. Oh yeah, they, Bob Wire. They got the razor wire. Yeah, that's yeah. even better. They're coming in the Hondurans. <laughs> we got one Honduran in the contenders pack. Can it make it over? Only, only one got through. This right, year. right. <laughs> Following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com, and I Graham writes. I just wanted to say thank you for your podcast. It's taught me a lot. About one year ago, I quit cigarettes and went from smoking a cigar a few times a year to a few a month. I would love to have a podcast topic discussing Connecticut tobacco and its history. Another oh. idea would be a podcast with a professional cigar sommelier as a guest when we have four of them on every single week. Um, I was just reading an article that, about you, them and found the topic inter interesting. Keep it steezy. Graham from Virginia. See. You know what you want to do is, uh, since he's not that far away, get Nick R. Agua up for the Connecticut one because he's big on the history of Connecticut. Oh, yeah. yeah. He knows his stuff about All right. that. He knows his stuff on Connecticut. All right, Nick Malillo, you listening to this? Um, he's a guy that can come up in the wintertime because yes. he's here anyway. So come on up to the – it's been a long time, right? It it's has been more been. than a year. Yeah. Maybe a couple of years. He can, a couple. He can wear his sunglasses on the show. Yeah. We don't care. Well, I think that was the last. He was on. Or it's been a year. He was on okay. a year ago because we had the studio done up and he had his sunglasses on. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's right. So it's so, a year. 
All right, time for Nick Malillo. I'll hit him up on his Instagram. Yeah. That's where he seems to live. Come in and be prepared to tell us all about the history of... Uh, Connecticut we, tobacco. We could use it. We could yeah. use... Uh, we need the help this yeah. time of year. Yeah, as things slow down. And well, are we not sommeliers of cigars? Is there such a thing? I mean, Cuba at the Cuba Habanos Festival does a contest, but I don't think there's an official sommelier like there is in the wine industry. What's her name? Um... Mm. Yeah, that narrows it down. I know. Dave um, knows exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Drawing a blank on her name. Leticia. Leticia. Leticia, um, I don't know her last name, but she won every year for three years in a row, and then they changed the rules so that she couldn't be on. She's not allowed to win Because anymore. she could tell you the farm that the tobacco came from. Unbelievable palate on yeah. her. But I don't think there's any schooling that goes like a sommelier in wine has to right. go through the schooling mm. to learn all this, but they just... Wine's a up. slightly bigger industry than cigars. Slightly. What? Just slightly. Slightly. Why is it that sometimes people resent someone who wins all the time and has to change the rules? Well, she's a she's a woman, and it's a very masculine-driven industry, what, what and she gets pushed like, out and pushed around for that reason. You remember the Gracie brothers? They kind of pushed them out as yes, well. Yes, they changed the rules so they couldn't win anymore. Right. That's it, in MMA. True. But it's try to figure right. out a way to beat them. That's the whole thing. And because they trained their whole life to learn that they couldn't be beat. And then they change the rules on them. And yeah, you can beat us because you're allowed <laughs> to. You, you're making me not wear a gi and not do this and not do that and whatever. So that's that. You got another one? Sure. Squeeze one more in. The following message also submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Vic writes Hey, guys. I've been a long-time listener. I've written in a few times, and you've read my emails on the show. Because of travel, I've been a couple of weeks behind on the podcast, but I was very disappointed to hear how the show on uses for empty cigar boxes, because I had been caught up and would definitely have told you about a use I've come up with. Nice. It's unique because no one has come up with this idea yet. For that reason, I have a patent pending on my idea. And not telling us? I've created something called the Smoke Chest Kit, available at... HighDesertMan.com. That's a free commercial right there for you, Vic. There we go. Uh, it's a modular system of inserts to put into empty cigar boxes and turn them into man cave organization kits. And you'd get the following with a smoke chest kit. An ashtray, a cigar rest, and an accessory pocket for lighters, cutters, or a beverage rest for your favorite libation. Dave, I would love to work with you on this offer in your stores. Shoot, I would even fly in on my own dime to talk about it and hang out with you guys uh, all the way from Arizona. So will you, will you come up in the winter time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Vic listens to the show religiously, so I'm sure did, he'll be reaching out to you about did that. You, did you look at what this thing is? I checked it out. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So it's an insert that fits yeah, you in You tell any- him what your cigar box is, and he gives you the, you give him the dimensions, and he sets you up with the kit. It's pretty slick. Inserts, and now you got all your stuff in one little place. Yeah. Instead of all my stuff being all around every place, and where's my thing? Right. All right. You, Cigar rests are getting hot right you now. You tend to lose your uh, cutter and lighters, even Always. though there's a pile of yeah. each. No, I want this cutter. Right. Well, it's in the wa- your washing machine, I bet. Yeah. Um, does rhinestones, kid- kidney stone rhinestones? Oh, <laughs> Jonathan could name. Oh, this is Jonathan could name his kidney stone. By the way, you passed it? I think it? I did. Yeah. I've had no discomfort. Nothing. Nothing. He says he I wasn't should. sticking my hand in the uh, mm-hmm. porta potty to figure out if that was a stone or not. 
All right. So uh, what's his website again? Where was that? It's uh, high, high Desert Man. HighDesertMan.com. H-I-G-H, HighDesertMan.com. All right. Look for that. Tell him you heard it. When you get an influx of uh, orders, you know where they came from. <laughs> That's it. Um, all right. So I think we did good on the contenders, right? Yeah. But get ready for you guys are out of your mind. Why wasn't mine in there? Um, or consumers saying, why didn't you put this in and there? Somebody and asked when they have to vote, and we're going to announce the Cigar of the Year on December 29th. The last Super Bowl Saturday. No, no, the no. last the last Saturday. Yeah, we're now the, doing it the last Saturday of the oh, year. Right. Yeah. So I believe that's December 29th. So I didn't get to go to the Super Bowl last time yeah. because we had to announce the Cigar of the Year <laughs> day before, and I couldn't go to the Super Bowl. And my wife and daughter went, and I'm behind. I'm not going anyway. <laughs> I didn't think so. It, it might be too cold, no. although they tend to be indoors. Uh, yes, December 29th is it. It's in the back of it. So uh, the information is here, including where to vote. And uh, we'll ca- calculate those. And uh, it's not 100% by the vote. That's one-third yep. of how we figure it out. One-third of it is what con- uh, of the play is what the consumers think. And then it's going to have to do with sales of those products, which is the uh, person voting with their wallet that doesn't know it. And then the other third is going to be the staff that's going to uh, put their two cents in it. We put them all three together, and we get an answer. And I think we've been doing it good. I know some people just do it on their personal taste profile. Sure. Very unfair. You know, a great cigar, but it's too mild for you. A great cigar because it's too full body for you. Because, frankly, some cigars wouldn't make it because I like a mild cigar. Well, you, yeah, you could make the argument that no cigar of the year is fair because no criteria is going to match up with completely across the board fairness because 80% of the consumers are smoking milder cigars to begin with. Doesn't that give a mild cigar an advantage? Well, I would say that the people that are buying this is not the case. Because they're seeing a mixture of it. There's dark cigars in there. Or I don't like dark cigars. They're not going to buy it. Right? The regular so then con- that makes a it regular unfair. Cons- a regular consumer is not going to buy it. We sell these by the metric S-ton. Yeah. So I would say people that are in well, the contenders value. pack. You're talking $59 for yeah, $100 worth of stuff. At least $10. Yeah. I don't know. You could make the argument that it's unfair on both counts. So maybe in that respect, it is fair because it's unfair. It's unfair to the people that tend to smoke mild cigars. That's where the votes are going to go versus the cigar geek that's going to buy it. And maybe they smoke stronger cigars. I hear a lot of people doing it other ways. And I think this is the best way. I think we get it, get it, give it the fairest shot. We can possibly get it. If if you got something different, this is the week to give, to send us your emails and let us know uh, what we're doing wrong. And we could tweak it if we had to, but I think we got it going on. Tell us differently. Uh, Final thoughts here on the Recluse Habanos, the 2015 cigar of the year, still living up to its reputation. Soft pretzel, even, even complete with a little bit of a little salty component in there, a little bit of sweetness. I like it. And Sullivan agrees. Finally. I like it. It's a go-to for me. Uh, although, I'm telling you, the new one, the Los Cabos by them, I like it a little more because it's a sweeter component. Similar, but a little more sweetness to it, a little added to it. You'll try that with, with the care package. Next week, we go to the other side of the, as the, at the pond. The other side of the pond. Is that how they say it, Ed Sullivan? The other yeah, side, of, across the pond, across, across the pond, or whatever. I got to, I got to get some of my English stuff down. You spoke to him already, Ed. 
I have not. I'm supposed to on Monday. All right. I would imagine strong uh, English accent. I would think so. It'll bring some class. To I the hope show. so. Looking forward to it. It always they always sound more intelligent than we do because right. we talk like this and they talk like that. <laughs> Uh, but we'll uh, via Skype. We're going to talk with Sir Winston Churchill's great grandson, Randolph Churchill. What does the next generation think about cigar smoking? And we're going to try to get some real story behind the man, Winston Churchill. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing in the last two hours, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.